Yes, I am a believer, and I believe that you are too. I want to thank you for joining us on this 14th day of January. Uh, you are listening to uh, Sunday Morning Live. That's SML on Inside the Pages with Pastor Carl Henderson, presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church, Incorporated at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. That is Pomona, California. Our Sunday morning worship begins at 8 a.m., Tuesday Bible study, 7 p.m., and on Thursdays, this day, Acts of the Holy Ghost. And that's what we're talking about. We're talking about the move of God and what the Lord is doing and what he wants to do, you know, and not only what he wants to do, but what are you going to do? And, and so, uh, you know, we just thank God for this day and for his goodness and, and just loving him. I, I hope you've told the Lord something good today. You know, so many times we go through the day complaining about situations and voicing our opinions and different things of what is happening. 
but maybe we need to just stop and tell the Lord, thank you. Thank you for the trouble. Thank you for the troublemaker. Thank you for whatever is going on in our life. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. And so I uh, just want you to know, we believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we are faithful. We are bold. We are the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. Now, if you uh, if you are desire to be saved, I want to, you know, usually I wait, but I, I've learned that, you know, we need to talk about this early on because it is about your soul and your soul salvation. Uh, you know, there are so many that are wandering around without a church home, uh, people that have been called into ministry. There are gifts that God has put in your life, whether you are repented, dedicated your life unto him or not. And you've noticed that there is something about you that it must be of God. There's a ministry that's brewing and just waiting to come forth. You know, or maybe there's growth. You're looking for growth. I want to invite you to join in with us and worship and praise unto the Lord. And let God be God. You know, we're not far from many that are, are listening. And I thank God for those of you that are near and far. And so I want you to know that we are taking the year by, with purpose. I hope you have, uh, have some purpose in your heart, that you have some short-term and some long-term goals. Uh, and, and remember that in order to take, you, you got to lay hold on it. You've got to do something. Uh, You've got to move it into a particular place. So you're going to have to do some things. And prayerfully, and you know, as we consecrate, uh, we started our consecration on the 11th of January through the end of February. And um, you're going to have to uh, put things in this right order. It's going to require some discipline. And as we consecrate, you know, uh, my prayer is that you seek the Lord for wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Because with those things, uh, you'll be more than a conqueror it's not just having it, you have to apply it. So wisdom help us apply the knowledge and, and certainly uh, we should have an understanding of what we're doing. And so uh, take some time and, and be strategic in what you do. The Bible teaches us that. It tells us to study, to show ourselves approved unto God. And we should do the same thing for our jobs and school. You know, we should be A students. Um, we should be B students. We should be C. Uh, everyone is going to be a different, but we should not be failures. Uh, God has given us the ability and he's given us examples uh, that we do not have to accept failure. Uh, my uh, my grandson told me one day, he said, Pop, he said, you know, you have to try to fail. Uh, failing is not something that that's just easily. You have to try. You have to work at it. And that's not something I'm willing to do. And thank God that he is a, a great student. He's made the dean list just every year that I'm aware of. And, and soon entering into junior, into uh, into high school. But, you know, his concept, his understanding, his learning, his um, give credit to his mom and his dad for doing a great job and teaching uh, him as well and putting uh, fear and introducing him to the Lord. And and so, you know, we need to do the same thing even as adults. We need to be disciplined, studious. Uh, you know, a man can only, can never go beyond his knowledge. It's impossible for you to go beyond your knowledge. You're going to have to spend some time. Um, myself, I'm talking about purpose and, and taking hold of things. You know, last year I started reading uh, couple of um, some books that I was interested in reading and 
And by the end of the year, I had come to the end of it, but I didn't complete it. And this year, I said I was going to complete some of the study material that I'm involved in, and I'm going to complete it in a timely manner. And I'm not going to try to uh, uh, eat it all in one setting. Um, and so, you know, there's ways of doing things, and we should take the time and, and discipline ourselves and do it the right way. And so we're going to go into the word of God uh, this evening, uh, the book of Acts, the 13th chapter, finishing that up. And, and if you've missed any of the messages or teaching, uh, go to our website, connectingtruth.org. That is connectingtruth.org. Click God on demand, and it will take you to the archive of messages. And um, and so you can listen and, and come up to speed to where we are or some things that may have been messed, certainly uh, the word of God is there uh, because that's what we're teaching is the word of God. That's what we're preaching. That's what we're exhorting. We are lifting up Jesus Christ. And so uh, the book of Acts, the 13th chapter, beginning at the 43rd verse, um, it says, now when the generation, the congregation, when the congregation was broken up, many of the Jews and religious uh, proselytes uh, followed Paul and Barnabas, who was speaking to them, uh, persuaded them to come uh, in the grace of God. Now, uh, Paul, Barnabas, and John had, uh, well, Paul and Barnabas was separated for the work of the ministry to evangelize, and they took John with them. And uh, while they were out ministering, uh, they were invited to give words, and they began to talk about the promise. Paul began to exhort and talk about the promise of God. And so um, as he uh, continued, and uh, the Bible lets us know that as the congregation he came to a conclusion, as the congregation was broken up, many of the Jews and the religious proselytes uh, followed Paul and Barnabas, who, speaking to them, persuaded them to continue in the grace of God. Now, there were Jews and God-fearing people that was present in the assembly uh, that they were speaking with. Uh, the audience of people that was there had a mixture. And God, you know, if you recall, God told Israel to remember their deliverance and, uh, and to accept those that were once like them from other nations. So people uh, heard about God delivering Israel. They heard about the blessings and how God fought for them, how the hand of God was upon Israel and how he uh, moved on their behalf. And the Bible tells us that uh, they were instructed, Israel was instructed, that if those people should come to them and want to join in, allow them. Somewhere along the line, uh, that changed because you have the different groups, you have the different people that are now um, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the Rhodians, and different ones that are uh, exclusive. And they weren't allowing everyone in, but we find, you know, in some situations, uh, they were meeting together at the synagogue and they heard the word of God. And so after service, everyone did not rush off, but they lingered to have fellowship and to ask questions that they may know and understand the will of God. Uh, there's a blessing associated with this type of lingering. Now, some linger because they are looking for other things. Some linger because they're being busybodies, um, you know, and so a busybody uh, is an individual that has a yuck mouth and will eventually cause some sort of discord. 
Yeah, but uh, those that linger uh, because they're hunger and thirst for righteousness, they're blessed and they will be filled. Uh, uh, blessed are those that are being merciful and they're going to obtain mercy. And those that appear in heart, they shall see God. But the Bible tells us over in Proverbs 6 and 16, beginning at the 16th verse, said, these six things do of the Lord. Hey, yea, even uh, seven are abomination unto him, a proud look. So if you're walking around looking all proud, like you got it going on, you best thing since sliced bread, a lying tongue. If you're a liar, you stop lying because God does not like a liar. And hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked imaginations. We've seen some wicked imaginations come up on the earth recently because the, uh, the pandemic is not uh, something that was just birthed out of the earth. It was man-made. And so there are wicked devices that men have brought up on earth, as well as so many other things that we could name and, and the list will continue on, but we don't have time for that. Uh, feet that will be, that feet that uh, be swift to run to mischief. When you see something going on, instead of you uh, running over to be an aid to help to intervene, to stop it from occurring, you're standing there with your phone, taking a video of it. And, and even some people have been known to encourage uh, the public um, in public and encourage the, the the terrible event that is happening. A false witness that speaketh lies and he that soweth discord among the brethren. So there are seven things working against you if you're doing any of those things. If you're doing all of those things, if you're doing any part of it, uh, you need to separate yourself because God takes no pleasure in that. Or if you take pleasure in someone else doing it, don't take pleasure in another man's sin. The 44th verse says, in the next day, the next day came almost a whole city together to hear the word of God. My God, what an awesome experience. The whole city came together to hear the word of God. And when it was time for service, again, uh, the, the, new, uh, the news had spread. And more gathered together to hear the word of God. It's important to hear the word of God. Uh, if you don't hear the word of God, you're missing out. If you don't hear the word of God, let me tell you, the trump is going to sound. And the dead in Christ is going to rise first. And then we which are alive are going to be caught up to meet him in the air and forever be with the Lord. But if you don't hear the word of God, you're not going to hear that trump. Uh, many are looking for blessings to overtake them. But if you're not hearing the word of God, you, you're going to be overtaken, but it won't be by a blessing. Are you hearing the word of God? That's the question. Are you willingly listening to the word of God? You know, those that you associate with, are you encouraging them to hear the word of God? I ask that because everyone is not interested in hearing the word of God. They'll listen to whatever a celebrity has to say. L listen, a celebrity is not God. A celebrity is not because they have reached stardom. That's because of, that's money. That's negotiation. That's contracts. You know, that's personality. That has nothing to do with salvation. Uh, some people didn't believe uh, that COVID-19 uh, was real until uh, a celebrity said that they had it. Oh, this must be real. Are we really, have we really lowered ourselves to that? Uh, that type of mentality, some have, that if it's not coming from the mouth of uh, a TV person or a radio, then it's not real. The word of God is real. 
And the word of God said that these things would happen. But I'm not here to talk about that tonight. Let's go on. Yes, they attended service, but it had become a religious habit, not a sanctified life. Sanctification is a life, not a habit. And so there are many that attended, attended the synagogue then. There are many that are attending service that are, are not interested in salvation. They're going because they were told this is the right thing to do. Uh, for some people, going to church is even like a club. You know, it's a so it's a media, uh, it's some place to socialize, but it's not about them hearing the word of God. Now, uh, granted that the word of God can touch a person, grab their heart, but it's up to us to hear the word, react to the word, and be saved. God exposed this type of behavior to His watchmen. We were just talking about this on Tuesday in Ezekiel the thirty, uh, the thirty third chapter, where the Lord told His watchmen, uh, He said, "Listen." The people are coming together. They're coming because they want to hear the word and make fun. They they look at you as being an instrument of sweet song and music, and they go on to listen, but they're not embracing what is being said. They're not taking heed to the word of God. So they're just there for show. They're just there to make fun. Did you hear what he said? They're there so they don't get talked about. Oh, you didn't come to service last week. And, you know, uh, that so their heart is not really there. Your heart needs to be. God said, serve me with your whole heart. That's what we're looking for. He's looking for us to serve him with our whole heart. Oh, bless you, Lord Jesus. My God. He doesn't ask us to do anything that we can't do. He doesn't ask us to do anything that cannot be done. The 45th verse is, but when the Jews saw the multitude, they were filled with envy and spank against those things which were spoken by Paul, contradicting and blaspheming. So they, they were really losing it. Those that opposed uh, uh, Jesus began to act out. Now, they were very demonstrative in their resentment and what how they displayed and how they acted. Uh, these people, these people were religious folks. Uh, they tried to be slick in what they were doing, but their actions were clear. Our actions are clear. You know, nothing is hid from the Lord. We can pretend, but, you know, that, that only goes so far. Come on now. Uh, we, can, we can try to fake it, you know, but we're fooling ourselves because we're not fooling God and you're not fooling the servants of God. They see and they understand. The evidence is clear. John, 1 John 2 and 19 says, they went out from us, evidence, they left. But they were not of us, for if they had been of us, they would not, uh, there would no doubt have continued with us. But they went out that they might be, uh, might be made manifest that they were not of us. Their whole heart was not there. You know, you ever know there are people that come to church they, and they have this testimony or not really a testimony. They really tell them where they come from, you know, that they've been in a bad situation. Pray for me, you know, and things start to go right for them. And after a while, they, uh, you know, um, the change is taking place. And because they've been around the saints of God and they, they're starting to be blessed and settled, mind is starting to regulate. And after a while, you don't see them no more. They came and they received what they wanted. Uh, and so they went on their way. And when you see them again, some of them uh, have not 
uh, reunited with uh, uh, the fold of God. Uh, and so those that haven't, they came and they were really not of us. They just needed something. You know, there were many that followed Jesus and, and he asked them at one point, he said, are you, are you coming because of the fishes and loaves? Are you, are you chasing after me because you want another tuna melt or what, you know, what was going on here? And so there are those that are like that. The multitude was filled with peace and goodwill, not according to, uh, uh, you know, to their own mind. Let me, let me put it this way. The scripture says that in their own mind, they were filled with envy. So they were not filled with peace. They were not filled with goodwill. They were not filled with any of those things that was of respect unto God. But they, the scripture plainly says that they were filled with envy and they spoke against those things. So there was no peace. There was no goodwill. They contradicted the truth. They denied it. They asserted the opposite and false information to create conflict. Uh, they blasphemed sovereign God by his actions, uh, by their actions and speaking negatively about the things of God, his word. They talked about his word. They rejected his word. When you talk about Jesus Christ, you're talking about the word of God, for God was manifest in the flesh. God was justified in spirit and seen of angels, preaching unto the Gentiles and believed on in the world. The scripture says, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God. And that word took on, became flesh, and we beheld his glory as the only begotten son of the father. When you talk about Jesus, you're talking about the word. You're talking about the word in action. You're talking about the word that was spoken. You're talking about the word of God that is moving, that is holding all things together. There is not a negative word to say about God. However, these people were saying all type of things to turn the people away from Barnabas and Paul, who was preaching the gospel. Now, this triggered something. There's been times where the, the enemy has attacked and there's no time for you to have a pity party. It's not about you having a pity party. It's time to gird up the loins of your mind and understand that you're under attack. And that means that you're going to have to do like Paul. And you're going to have to do like Barnabas. The Bible said then Barnabas and Paul waxed bold and said it was necessary that the word of God should first have been spoken unto you. But seeing you put it from you and judge yourselves unworthy uh, of everlasting life, lo, we turn to the Gentiles. The first thing is that they became bold. If you're going to be stiff, if you're going to be uh, set your mind, you know, like a flint, uh, if you're going to be solid, then you're going to have to be grappled to the word of God. Do those things with God. Ball up your fist and fight back. When the enemy attack you, you stand you stand up and you stand strong in God. Sometimes you need to hit back. And the way we hit back is that, uh, you know, uh, you, pre you go ahead and preach that message with all your might. You go ahead and you sing that song with all your heart. You go ahead and you witness and you be and you minister and you do you you go ahead and you go and do what you need. Go on to the church, help clean the church up. Do your leave it spotless, saint, uh, sanitize everything. Do whatever that you're going to do to serve the Lord. 
and do it with all your might and all your strength. That's how you be bold when it comes to those things, when it comes to the enemy attacking you. So sometimes we hit back and that's the way we hit. When the enemy began attacking, we get bolder in our stand for Christ. Now your flesh, your flesh might want to have a pity party. Your flesh may want to do something different, but remember, there's more at risk than your pride getting hurt when someone come against you. It's more at risk than you ego tripping and, and carrying on. We don't need to do none of those things. And over time, I've learned that for myself. And that's and that's one of the reasons I can say it is because it, there's no need for us to be tripping over what other people are doing. People are going to do what they're going to do. The devil is going to is going to do things. He's going to encourage people to do things. He's going to influence people to do things. And, you know, we don't have time for that. We don't have time to be tripping with people. And so we need to know that they are outside influences and that by the grace of God, that person may change their heart and get saved. And it may be because they realized and, and thought about what you did not do and how you did not respond. I, I drove up north one time to, to visit uh, a relative and I just stopped in for a moment and they asked me about what I was doing and I told them and told them I stopped by to see them and I was on my way back and um, and they said, wow, they immediately said, I would not have done that if I was you. Well, it didn't matter because I'm not them and they are not me. I did it because I felt led of the Lord. Well, that had an impact on their life. It, it, it opened up a conversation. And about a month later, I found out the, through their testimony that they went to the church that I had went to visit and they joined, they got saved, they rededicated their life to the Lord all because of that visit, all because the reaction to what they said was not negative. Even the person that accompanied me there said, why did you let them talk to you that way? Because it wasn't about me. It was about what God needed to do, what they needed to see of God. And so our, what we do make a difference and we don't know when a person may ever change. The Bible tells us in Ephesians 6 and 10, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. First Corinthians 15 and 50 says, now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, neither doeth corruption in, inherit incorruption. And so those acting out were corrupt and needed to be disinfected by the goodness of God. Aren't you glad you have the disinfected? You have the word of God. You can help somebody cleanse. You know, they tell us to cleanse our heart, wash our hands, social distance, put on a mask. But, you know, make sure you wash your heart, you know. And so it's not the it's not the outside of a person that defiles them as much as it is the inside. And so we need to be conscious of that when we stand in the presence of God or in the, in the work of ministry. These ministers made sure the listeners understood their their reaction to the word of God. Their reaction fitted uh, some. There was rejection. There was they they felt they was unworthy, and therefore they would lose salvation. Uh, this is different from someone feeling overwhelmed. Uh, remember, there there sometimes people come to Christ or they're in a service and they feel convicted by the word of God. They feel convicted by the, the things that they've done and now they're, 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 they are repented, but they don't know what to do and they feel unworthy 
because those seeds have been planted in their mind that you'll never be nothing. God's not going to accept you. Look at what you've done, you know, and all and, and, and on and on and on. That's different from what was going on here, though. And, and thank God, you know, for conviction. Thank God for those feelings, because that's what God is looking a broken heart and a contrite spirit is what God works with. That causes us to be saved. And so God takes us. He takes us nobodies. I'm glad to be a nobody. He takes us nobodies to tell everybody that he can, that they can be somebody new. Aren't you glad God took a nobody and, and you heard the word that was being preached to everybody and God made you new? The uh, 47 verse said, for so have the Lord commanded us saying, I have set thee to be a light of the Gentiles that thou shouldest be for salvation unto the ends of the earth. And so there's a command that has gone forth to us, uh, to the believer, to God fears, and, and God has set us as a light, as he did Barnabas, as he did Paul, uh, that uh, this light and this command is about salvation. It's not about us. It's not about us being on a pedestal. It's about God. Jesus said, if I be lifted up, and so we want to lift the Lord up in all that we do. And so we, you and I, are the extension of the work of Jesus Christ. We're ambassadors for Christ. And we should not forget that. We're ambassadors. Uh, you know, there's a great big, uh, just in my my folly, my foolishness, you know, there's a great big, you know, uh, uh, I, I wear that. And so I, you wear it as well, that you are ambassadors for Christ. Uh, Bible tell us now then we are ambassadors for Christ as though God did beseech us by uh, you uh-huh uh, we pray uh, you and Christ said be ye reconciled to God and that's what uh, they were doing they were trying to reconcile the people giving them an opportunity to hear the word to react to the word and be saved and when the Gentiles heard this they were glad and they glorified the word of the Lord and as many as were ordained to eternal life believed. Remember, God is looking for those that are willing, uh, that are listening and willing to react in order to be saved. He's not going to force people to be saved. God's not going to make anyone. He knows the beginning from the end. And his goodness has gone out. Opportunity has gone out to everyone. And so the word of the Lord was published throughout all the regions. And the word of the Lord is being published even today. The 50th verse, it says, but the Jews stirred up the devout and honorable women. See, there goes, uh-huh, even honorable women, people that, that may have a little bit of something, something that you think they have that look good and stuff, uh, have the ability to, uh, I'm going to use that word, that N-word, nag. And so, um, which is a tool. And they stirred them women up to go and to, to nag Paul and Barnabas and the chief men of the city. Because those women weren't just directly nagging Paul and Barnabas. They were nagging uh, their husbands and people that they had influence with to expel them out of their coast. But they shook, Paul and Barnabas shook the dust off their feet and again uh, against them and came and to, they, they went on. They went on to minister the word of God and Iconium. And the disciples were filled with joy and the Holy Ghost. They reverenced and magnified the Lord even the more uh, because the gospel was being preached, because of what was going on, because God was using them. And that's what we want the Lord to do. Don't you want the Lord to use you? 
in his service. And when I say in his service, I'm not talking about behind a podium. I'm talking about in general. Lord, just, Lord, use me. That's what I want. I want God to use me. Use me, Lord, in your service. That's what I'm here for. Use me. I want the Lord to take delight. Oh, I'll, I'll get Carl. Oh, I'll, I'll get Jeff. I'll get, uh, I'll, I'm going to reach out and I'm going to get Tony. I'm going to get Bill. I'm going to get God knows who he's going to use. And, and that's what you want. You want the Lord to use you. Bless your name, Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this exhortation, a short Lord God uh, of your word, just talking about your goodness and your grace, Lord. Lord Jesus, just pray and ask that you would bless us to hear us, Lord God, to react to your word accordingly and be saved. Lord Jesus, we know that you're calling names, Lord God. Life is a temporary assignment. Lord, and I pray and ask that you would bless us to live according to thy will in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, remember those that are sick. Remember the prayer requests that have gone out. Lord, remember the, 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 the hidden, the secret requests of our hearts, Lord. Lord, save souls, Lord, in Jesus' name. Lord, that's our desire. That's our request. Lord God, we'll give you the glory. We'll give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Bless your Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. I want to thank you for, for listening in and those that are near, far again, as you're going to work, rising up, you know, maybe about to lay down. I want you to rest in the Lord and remember that the songs featured on our respective property of our songstress and the artists and the producers. You know, this is Pastor Carl Henderson of Cornerstone Apostolic Church at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. That is Pomona, California. Hope to see you here or to see you there. Until then, be blessed and rest in the Lord.